Whether you've been on the Las Vegas Aces train since their inception, or like me, you've jumped on the caboose now that they're poised to take it all, one thing is for sure. The excitement is palpable that our city is one win away from our first Major League National Championship trophy. Tonight, they take on the Connecticut Sun in Game 3 of the WNBA Finals. On today's CityCast Las Vegas, we talk with Channel 3 sports anchor Brian Salmon, who's been covering them since the beginning. All aboard! We're talking Las Vegas Aces' runaway success and what it means to our hometown. It's Thursday, September 15, 2022. I'm David Figler, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Brian, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. We're going to be talking about some Aces basketball. My guy, D, I, I appreciate that. I am really excited to talk to you about something I know virtually nothing about. I had never watched a WNBA game until Tuesday night's big victory over the Connecticut Sun, for real. And uh, I mean, if it's always that exciting, if it's always that fun, I, I'm kicking myself that I've been missing it for, for so long. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you, you've definitely been missing the boat. But I will say this. You're not the only person that hasn't gone to a WNBA game, hasn't gone to a Las Vegas Aces game, hasn't experienced what we have all experienced this past season, just the energy, the atmosphere. That ticket for the Las Vegas Aces is one of the best tickets in Las Vegas by far. Golden Knights, Raiders, boxing, UFC, whatever. The Las Vegas Aces going to, that, going to their games – the energy inside of Mandalay Bay's uh, Michelob Ultra Arena is one of the best. And, of course, the game on Tuesday night, game number two of their series with the Connecticut Sun, was another record-breaking crowd inside of there. And how about this? Since I know that you're a huge fan of Little John, you missed Little John performing at halftime of the game as well. So, no, you, you definitely need to go, although you won't likely have a chance to go this season because – if they win their game on Thursday, three games are zero. They sweep. They win the WNBA championship. So you have to wait till next season. I want to get into the Aces in in Las Vegas and how they've reached this remarkable point. And I think a lot of people like me are going to be bandwagoners. Okay, we're going to all jump on because Vegas loves a winner. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. There's plenty of room. But tell us how the Aces position themselves this season to potentially be the first Vegas major league professional sports team to win a national title. Absolutely. They, they've they positioned themselves by, one, having Becky Hammond as their head coach who came over from the NBA. She was an assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs. She played for the Aces franchise when they were in San Antonio many, many years ago and making her the first coach to earn a million dollars in the WNBA. Mark Davis did that. Nikki Fargus, who is the president for the Las Vegas Aces, she is the one who hired Becky Hammond under Mark Davis. They hired Natalie Williams as a general manager. First year for all of these people. First year for Hammond. First year for Natalie Williams. First year for uh, one of their other um, executives. Her name is Jennifer Azy. They hired all these people, put them in position to be the franchise that they are. They had Asia Wilson. They add some players to their roster. And that is really the big reason why they are in the position that they're in. 
And really, you can really give the nod to Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, the owner of the Aces, him putting people in position, not being afraid to spend the money. And that is, I would say, the biggest reason why the Aces are doing as well as they're doing. Let's talk about the gameplay, though. Yeah. This playoff series, again, my very first game was Tuesday night. Uh, phenomenal. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my my sportscaster hat for a second. Oh, here we Voracious go. Here defense. We go. Voracious defense. Ooh. And uh, but now I'm gonna yeah, you like that? <laughs> I just didn't know that type of energy existed in this league and I love it. And if anyone thinks that it's not there uh, in the WNBA, they are they are sorely mistaken, especially after Tuesday night's game. But how has the game You're right? Yeah, but how has the gameplay been during this entire playoff series? Well, I'll start with this. You're, you're talking about their intense defense, a voracious defense. Asia Wilson, the center for the Aces, she was the defensive player of the year in the WNBA. So it starts with her. Yeah, I mean, that that's one of the reasons why they, they play so well. She, they have the best defensive player in all the league. But then you add Chelsea Gray, whom they picked up for the from the Los Angeles Sparks last season. She has been a huge, huge, huge shot maker. Like she's the percentage of her shots going in it's been a WNBA record in the playoffs. So she's been fantastic. Seems like every time she shoots a ball, you think it's going in. And then you you think about Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum. Those are three players. They were all all-stars in the WNBA. So they have three of the top players. Kelsey Plum was top three of the WNBA's MVP voting. So Asia Wilson won the MVP. Kelsey Plum, she was third in the MVP voting. And she was also the all-star game MVP. So, I mean, you, you add up all these kind of accolades and the players they have on their team, it gives you understanding to why they are in the position that they're in. And then they've all been playing, for the most part, extremely well during this playoff run to put them in the position to where they're at right now, up two games to zero with one more left to win the championship. And they just won Tuesday night. So now it's 2-0 against Connecticut. Yep. What's it going to take for them to bring home the trophy? Honestly, I think they need to do exactly what they've been doing. They really need to do exactly what they've been doing. They get to Connecticut. That will be a game in which if they can start off really, really well in the first quarter, I think they can put some doubt in Connecticut's mind. Like, hey, you know what? You know, I I, I think that the Aces are just better than us. They have to have a, a good start in the first quarter of game number three. And I think they can bring it back. What they don't want to do is lose two games in Connecticut and have to play a game number five back here in Las Vegas. <laughs> Although that would be exciting for everybody to watch. But yeah, I mean, it would you know, nail it in three. I think everybody's okay with that one. Let's talk about Becky Hammond. You've mentioned her a few times. I'm getting from your enthusiasm that she is like one of those key factors. She has distinguished herself in a lot of ways. How is she kind of a, a different breed than most when it comes to coaches in the WNBA? The biggest thing is that she's highly respected by her players. She was the very first female to ever coach in the NBA. She led the San Antonio Spurs Summer League team to a Summer League championship. First woman to ever do that. She's a Hall of Famer in the WNBA, an all-star. So she comes into the Aces locker room already respected, already the players are okay, we really need to listen to what she has to say because she's proven it. She's done it. She's been in our shoes. She knows what she's talking about. But one thing that she'll always tell everyone on the team, one, you can shoot the ball whenever you want, run the offense, but you have to play defense and you're going to be in shape. 
she came into the studio at Channel 3, and I had her first interview after training camp, and the biggest thing she said is, I have to get these women into shape. Got to put it, get them into shape quickly. She ran them crazy, ran them crazy, ran them crazy, put them in the best shape of their lives. And after doing that, she kind of took the training wheels off, so to speak, and let the the, the ladies play. And they have gone – they started the season off with the best record. They ended with the best record. And I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that she did. She empowered them to play hard and to, and to play free. That was something that they probably did not have with Bill Lambeer, the freedom to shoot when they want, to do what they wanted, to express themselves on the court. And I think that's really, really helped them out. Does Becky Hammond bring anything from the NBA to the WNBA? So what she brought from the NBA to the WNBA is the knowledge that she absorbed from Greg Popovich. The style of play is something that she brought from the NBA to the WNBA. Those are, are key. And she coaches them hard. And that's a that's a term that coaches you. She coaches them hard, but she also says that the women that they are, they allow her to coach them hard. And that's something that you have to have from a team. You have to have that trust. You have to be able to be coached hard and accept coaching in order to be successful. And that's something that she does. Let's move on to some of the other players. Our MVP, Ms. Wilson. She said that it was devastating to get swept in the 2020 finals. What has she been saying about her approach to the game this time around? Well, she's like, you know what? The first final, I was maybe our team was kind of just happy to be here. You know, she was MVP that season as well. Maybe, you know, she hadn't been in the league that long. They were glad to make it to the finals. But um, this time, they know that they've been through it. They just want to win. They want to win. I think a lot of times you'll have teams in the Super Bowl or – college championships, whatever, they reach a point to where folks didn't expect them to be there. And they're just, oh, we achieved the mountaintop. But you don't truly achieve it until you win. And she says that she's got her focus completely on actually following through and winning it. Uh, she, She learned from some of the mistakes that they had in that first final against the Seattle Storm. And clearly, they exercised that demon by getting Seattle out of there three games to one in their first series. Second series. Do you think Vegas is going to be able to keep her to the end of her career? How long does she have on on her contract? Very nice that you asked that. Yes, they'll definitely keep her. There's no way they're going to let her go. But they just signed her to a contract extension at the beginning of the season. Natalie Williams, who was, again, the first year general manager for the Aces, she was an Olympian. Uh, I have her on live all the time. She's really good people. She re-signed Asia Wilson, re-signed Jackie Young, who was the Defensive Player of the Year in the WNBA. She re-signed Dierica Hamby. She re-signed Chelsea Gray. And she re-signed Kelsey Plum. So all their core players, they have fresh contracts. They're not going anywhere. And you better believe that Mark Davis will open up his little his wallet and make sure that he keeps his key players because he wants to win more than anything. You said little wallet there, Brian. <laughs> Because he's got a black card in there, I think. I don't know. Probably no cash. (laughs) So we've got these players. All of them are marquee players. I mean, not just Asia Wilson. I I think that you're right. All the players that you mentioned there, they're all becoming the face of the franchise, which is crazy. But also uh, Becky Hammond, who signed this remarkably lucrative five-year contract. She's going to be around for a while, too, I imagine, right? She's definitely not going anywhere, especially after becoming the WNBA coach of the year in her first year ever being a coach. And Mark Davis actually told me specifically that 
he had to, wanted to make Becky Hammond the very first coach in the WNBA to earn a million dollars. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are are cheering. They love to see a woman coach at the helm of a great women's team. You know, only half of, of the teams in the WNBA have female coaches, and Becky Hammond is just blowing everyone out of the water. That's just just amazing. So, Brian, the Aces home games at Michelob Ultra Arena have been sold out, clearly. This fights that misconception that people aren't watching women's basketball. But do you think us being in Las Vegas has something to do with that? 1,000%. People are definitely watching. I can tell you by looking at the ratings, because I, I get them, they're absolutely watching on television, going to the games. They're definitely going to the games. The arena is filled a lot more than most of the arenas in the WNBA, minus maybe Seattle, which is supported very well. But during the playoffs, the Aces have definitely been supported. And as far as, again, atmosphere, they may not have 10,000 every game. They may have five, 6,000, but it sounds like a sold-out arena. And again, the entertainment and, and energy factor at a Las Vegas Aces game is fantastic. The word of mouth is fantastic. If anyone watches the news on Channel 3, they hear me talking about it all season long. They know, and players want to come here. I just read today the WBA is going to announce two more teams, I believe, they're going to expand. And you better believe that it has something to do with the Las Vegas Aces and what they're bringing to the league, for sure. Look at that. Las Vegas setting the trends. That's right. Let's look forward, Brian. Assuming they win it all, maybe tonight, what does this mean for sports in Las Vegas in general? I think a few things. One, you mentioned the fact that, you know, it's a women's team and, you know, I have two daughters. I'm a girl dad. Something I had talked with the late, great Kobe Bryant about because he was a girl dad and kind of came up with that. And you want your your daughters, sisters, wives to, to achieve. So I, I think that um, it, it lets let young girls know that, hey, you know, I can achieve just as well as the men can achieve. I can be on the forefront of putting sports on the map in a city. It says that the WNBA is a successful franchise or organization. Who cares on what, you know, is said nationally, what people's thoughts are. It kind of breaks those barriers. And if they win the title, three games to zero, a case can be made that they were one of the best teams ever, period. It, it says that, hey, Las Vegas, we are in the history books. The history books as the first major league franchise to win a world championship or a, a championship and they're going to have a parade. They're going to, I would almost let the cat out of the bag and where they're going to have their, their celebration if they end up winning it. Because I just heard a birdie told me last night, a little birdie told me on Tuesday night. Oh, let's go with birdies. Come on. Let's uh, you know what? Sometimes birdies fly <laughs> away. Sometimes birdies come home to roost. What's, what's the birdie tell you, Brian? You know what? If, if you can do your homework and people that are listening to this, they'll know. A birdie told me that they're going to have a celebration very similar to what the NFL draft did, and it involves water and a, a very mm. iconic uh, background on the Las Vegas Strip that you may have may mm. have not seen in a movie with Matt Damon and Brad Pitt. All right, so immediately my mind is turning to the sports book over at the link that floods whenever it rains. <laughs> or or across the street from there. Yeah, maybe across the street. Yeah, no, I think my mind might be going both places. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Well, that would be uh, really remarkable. 
I'm going to, I'm going to turn a little negative and then I'm going to turn extremely positive. I don't think it's going to happen, but if they fall short and don't bring home the championship to Las Vegas, what does that mean for Las Vegas sports? You know what? I think the excitement around the team will still remain because think about this, the Golden Knights, they lost in the Stanley Cup and they still have immense support. So I don't think that it would it would kill the enthusiasm for the team. I don't think that like next year they'll start the their run towards, you know, winning a championship and there'll be like two people inside of Michelob Ultra Arena. I still think they'll have even greater support. Mm-hmm. However, it would be extremely disappointing if they if they choked. But I do not see that happening. Going up two games to zero, it, it'd be a historic choke. But going up two games to zero with all the people and in hierarchy and brass that I've been talking about during this entire interview, those folks will not let the Las Vegas Aces get this close and then disappoint their family, which is the extended Las Vegas Aces fan base and Las Vegas. Brian, last question. What do our Las Vegas Aces bring to the city of Las Vegas that the other sports franchise can't or haven't? You know what? I... What I really believe that they bring to um, Las Vegas, and I won't say that, that other franchises have not tried this or done this, but I can say that they probably do this better than any, is something that I'm sure that you can get on board with because you're a people person, inclusion. Inclusion. I think that's probably the biggest thing that they bring mm. to Las Vegas is inclusion. Like They bring everyone together. I think that's probably the biggest thing, something that I, I appreciate, I love when I go to the games, I meet all kinds of different people that enjoy the Aces, that watch Channel 3. Um, that I, I appreciate the most. And um, as I said, I'm a girl dad, man. So I'm a little bit biased to to female sports. So I love the fact that it's a women's basketball team that's achieving what they're achieving. Brian Salmond, thank you so much for sharing your insights here on CityCast Las Vegas. I'm looking forward to the first game of the Las Vegas Aces season next year when they hang that championship banner. I'm going to come over to you. I'm going to give you a high five and we're going to we're going to catch up. I appreciate you. And no high fives, man. I'm a hugger. (laughs) All right. We're going for the hug. And now for a bit more Vegas news. There are now 34 fewer spots in Nevada that use a derogatory word for Native women in their place names. They were among the more than 600 name changes around the country made by the Department of the Interior. Only one of those Nevada changes took place in Clark County. It's a remote peak near Nelson's Landing. Also today, along with the Las Vegas music scene, we mourn the passing of singer-songwriter and musician Blair Duane. He led two of the city's real breakout bands, Rusty Maples and The Schooners. The tributes to Blair are pouring in. He was a singular force in our music community, and he will be deeply missed. And that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Did we make you an Aces fan? Well, share that love with a friend and make sure you both follow the show. And while you're there, rate it, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon.
yeah, I don't, I don't even know what the next level is for Mark Davis. Um, you know, he's, he saves a lot of money on haircuts though. And I could say that as a man with no hair. Um, <laughs> so can I. <laughs> 